Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio today is Emily Y. Wu, who is the co-founder of Ghost Island Media, which is a new podcasting company in Taiwan. Well, let's meet Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, Shirley. Glad to be here. Yes, yes.、Um, actually, it's okay to say this, right? I mean, you were the consultant to our new program, which is not really that new anymore. It's been around. Wait, it's been on since May, I think. And、uh, yes, Taiwan Insider. And Emily was our one and only consultant. She was so helpful to us. But at the same time, I realized that Emily is my alum, alum, <laughs> alum. Yes, alum from college, Wellesley College. And so、um, I was really, really excited to meet Emily. And now we've become great friends. And I want to get to know her better. So she's on my show. <laughs> I'm really happy to be back. It's、uh, this is almost like homecoming for me. <laughs> Yeah,、um, I know. Yeah, because even before Taiwan Insider、um, last year, during the midterm elections for Taiwan,、um, we did a election coverage. So、right. I was almost back in not this room, but I think the、uh-huh. room next door. So it's really I, I love coming back here. I feel like I have to check in with you every so often. So、oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're most welcome. Well, first of all, before I forget, why Ghost Island? So Ghost Island in、uh, in Mandarin, we call it Guidao. Yes.、Right. So Ghost Island Media,、um, the Mandarin name is Guidao Zhiying, and it's the idea that I think there's a, a big sense of pessimism amongst a lot of the media here,、um, or or just people in general that this is a sinking island, that this is a Guidao, this is a place that nobody wants to be anymore. So I quick background about me: I grew up here, and then went to the states for school. I came back for seven years. And then I left again, most recently for five years. So I'm I'm a second time returnee. So I come back, and people ask me, "Why are you back? This is such a crappy place. Why are you back here?" And it really bummed me out because I think there's so much good things happening in Taiwan. Oh, good! I'm so glad to hear that. Yes, you're the person to revive this island, right? So I <laughs> this wanted this island. Yeah, and and that's fine. And even if you think this is a Guidao, then you know what? I think I think there's a lot of really interesting stories coming out of Guidao, and so we wanted to embrace that to find a way to to really embrace that. And so and thus we made the name Guidao Zhiying Ghost Island Media. But I think in English. Maybe to transliterate it, it would have been crap town media, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> who are these people who are saying that, calling this a guidao? I think that the locals, people who have never seen the rest of the world, <laughs> why are they saying that? I do know that I, I am quite fortunate that I was able to to go abroad for schools at an early age.、Um, so I think I'm able to say, look, I'm choosing to come back.、Um, but I know a lot of my peers. Uh, who I grew up with, with in elementary school, they didn't have that opportunity. So for them, they always wanted to go out and see what else is out there. So I have a great friend now in elementary school. She stayed in Taiwan, and then she only left to live abroad. At, I don't want to say age twenty six. So it's been ten years, and she, and I'm telling her, Jennifer, come back, come back. This is such a great place. We can hang out again, right? And and she said, No, not yet. I need to do my rounds first.、Uh-huh. So I think there's just a sense that we, we're we're always kind of looking more to you know what else is out there. So I think it's natural to look at what's around you and say, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't want to stay complacent. I want to I want to try something else. So I think it's natural. It's just that now that I I know that I'm fortunate to have this choice to come back. 
Um, and I wanted to embrace that and say, yeah, this is a great place. All right. Great name. Ghost Island Media. Great name. It just stands out. Totally. Now, why podcasting? Why this dream of doing podcasts? So I started my career um, with print and intern in journalism and in print. But then the bulk of my career was really in video. Um, when I was back here, I was with public television and then I was with the next media and it was very, it was complete. It was TV and it was internet making, internet viral videos. Um, and I, I was very lucky to be a part of these amazing teams with public TV. It was very serious quality programming, right? Like we mm-hmm. did, we spent an, a year on 50 minutes of wildlife documentary. Wow. And it was really fun. I got to work with, you know, people who have been involved uh, with the BBC, who worked with David Attenborough, and and the stories he tells of what it's like to produce shows like that. I mean, they were so inspiring. So I really wanted to make really good programming. And then I went to Next Media, and it was a very different type of shows we did. We did viral videos. We did satires. We did whatever was going to catch your attention. It was really, it was a really nice exercise to do that. So I always loved the visual form, but it came a point where even I stopped watching YouTube videos. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just started watching vi- vi- YouTube <laughs> videos. I just watch anything that comes on when I, on the MRT getting home. Anyway. At some point, I was introduced to podcasting, and I realized that I connected with it actually a lot better, better than visuals because I could really focus on just the voice itself. Yeah. Um, but what's fun with visuals you, is that you can play with visuals, and you, there's a lot of artistic direction you can take with that. Um, but it also demands so much of your attention. Mm, um, so, yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So I think now we... You know, I'll still watch a really good Netflix, really good HBO, really good movies, but I don't watch um, the YouTubes as much anymore. And instead, I am walking in the city I'm with my headphones. I'm listening to a really good podcast. Um, I am, even when I'm doing dishes, when I'm working out, and or just... Wow. You're, I'm multitasking, uh-huh. but also I think our, t- our eyes are getting so tired oh, yeah. <laughs> from that watching. Oh, yeah, And and so I really came to love consuming podcasting. And so when I was coming back to Taiwan a year ago, I kind of looked around and wondered what was there in Taiwan for podcasting. And I realized that there wasn't. Uh Um, No. Yeah. No. At at the time, there wasn't. But in the past six months, podcasting has made tremendous progress in Taiwan. Really? Um, Yeah. Last December, when I kind of just looked around. I just searched on you know, Apple Podcasts, Taiwan, or Zhongwen show, right? There was yeah. really, I found about maybe 40 shows. 40? That's, four zero? Four zero, that's it. That's it. And oh, now they're like over 100. Oh, okay. And and at the time, I would tell people what I'm doing this. They go, what is that? Yeah, I that's know. Like, but now the conversation is now, oh, I know what that is. I, I know somebody who's doing it. Or, oh, I already listened to this show and that show. Something happened in the past six to eight months where all of a sudden I think Taiwanese are starting to get to know the media. Finally. <laughs> and I know we have our theories as to why that's happening, but, um, and so that's good for everybody because there's a lot more shows being made right now. And in Chinese? In Chinese. Really? Okay. And we're starting to create a marketplace for it. So I think that's really good news for everybody. That certainly is. What's your theory? 
about think, why now it's I think it's Spotify really um, I think yeah because okay. the app adoption rate um, in Taiwan for various kind of foreign apps coming in that lag has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter and I think Spotify not again not everybody's on Spotify but right. but uh, Spotify has made it easy for uh-huh. people people go be ask me oh oh is it on Spotify I go yes they go okay cool I know what to do now Oh. Um, in the past, we, we we thought we needed to do a lot of market education because for Apple Podcast, uh, which is about forty uh, percent of the listeners, a lot of Taiwanese they have hidden the app or they have tossed the app. Right? Sometimes I'll pull out their phone and I say, "Oh, do you, do you know that that purple icon called Podcast?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's in the folder called I don't use this." <laughs> right? <laughs> Things that came with the phone that I don't use. Yeah. Or if they're on Android, then it's okay. We'll download Google Podcast or some of the other ones, Stitcher, Breaker, and you start naming off these these things. But now it's almost not necessary. We just say we're on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. And then they they know immediately what to do. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. What are some of the podcasts that you hear in Taiwan now? I mean, what nature are they mostly? Some of the best ones um, are in news and information. Okay. So news, local news or world news? Both. Both. So UDN, um, they've had this one for a while now. It's called Zhuanjiao uh, Guoji. Yeah, Corner International. international. <laughs> it's a weekly deep dive on one international news. Oh, but wow. the angle in which they go at it, I haven't seen it in other local media. So I was uh, really happy to have heard that. Oh, that sounds good. Um, so, for example, last summer when uh, Notre Dame, when that burnt. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they had to talk about the renovation process for it. Mm-hmm. But, and I think that's where most people stopped. Just say an update of what the renovation is going to, what the, what the process is going to look like. And also what led to this point what led to how did it burn down right, right. what happened they they cover that obviously because you have to but they also then look at they said okay well for the rest of the segment they're going to look at how old historic buildings yeah how old historical buildings have been renovated and modernized into something that on the outside is still looks historical but on the inside there's air conditioning there's handicapped access uh, accessible there is and so and so and so on so they they did a case studies of um, all the castles in, in japan oh wow so i thought that was very interesting and yeah that sounds some, interesting yeah um, okay there's another one that does a very good tech news mm-hmm. um it's called and there's another one um, block trend. It, it every episode is about how blockchain is yes. used in different industries, and it makes it very very accessible. The News Lens does a very excellent one um, with uh, their co-founder Mario, and it's an interview show. Every episode, he just sits down with somebody, and he has a very excellent interview with somebody. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I hear that you've been back in town just only a year, and you came with the aim to start podcast. So why, for you personally, and what are you interested in doing? What do you want to see? It's been a year of developing shows, and I love that. Um, so when I was away the past five years, I was in Beijing, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and I was freelancing, doing corporate video production, and it was fine. But I really missed having a team. 
because before that, I'd come out of seven years of it was with these really fun colleagues that I, I'm still great friends with at public TV. And then it was with at Next Media, I was a part of an early team that then we went from, I was the fourth member on, on in our department. When I left, we had 65 people. Wow. So I was a part of the building of that team. It was really, really fun. I loved it. I love working with people. I love putting projects together. And so I really missed that when I was away. Mm. And so coming back here, and I had an idea that I wanted to make interesting programming, but a part of that is also meeting a lot of people and, and, say, and kind of like, okay, oh, you know, what you do, wait, that is so fascinating, what, do you, that, what you do, tell me more about this. And then, then scheming up with them, whether we can make a show together. And then to go from nothing, to go from no show to all of a sudden having now with our first show that was launched in April and now having uh, just episode 13 and then still at the same time be developing more shows. I love that process, working with new people and, and, and producing something from something to, from nothing to something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really cool transformation. So how many is in your team? that you're really working with? <laughs> Tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> so we have three co-founders. Okay. Um, myself, oh. at the moment, I'm okay. the only full-time. Okay. Um, we have a second co-founder who she is, she's still full-time somewhere else. And so mm-hmm. she does this on the weekends at night. And it doesn't matter to us because there's there's unlimited amount of work to be done, right? So yeah. we just have to keep going. Um, and our third co-founder, who's actually based in Hong Kong, and so uh-huh. and he's in charge. Of, he's in charge of our branding. Wow. So I think I think you've, you you might have seen kind of we had a facelift mm-hmm. um, several months ago. New logos, new branding, new creative direction. And that that's all Thomas. Uh-huh. Um, and with Kathy, she's in charge of our um, programming on the Mandarin side. Oh, so okay. we're launching our first Mandarin show uh, on Thursday. This interview was conducted back in early October. So the Thursday that Emily was talking about was the National Day of Taiwan, which was on October 10th. So the Mandarin program is officially launched. To hear more about Emily Wu's podcasting business, please don't forget to tune in next week. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. (laughs) 